You're listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Ahoy, campers! Welcome back to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast. I'm your host, Camp Counselor Derek, and we are just a couple weeks away from the big weekend. I've put in for my vacation days, I've got a plan in place with the family, I've secured a partner in crime, hi Jamie, and hopefully we are getting all the rain out of the way early this year, so we're due for some good weather over Memorial Day. Well, I'll tell you something, this is no longer a vacation, it's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. A couple quick housekeeping notes here. Please subscribe and uh, rate rate the podcast on iTunes. You can also find it on Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, links for Android users or subscribing from the RSS feed uh, can be found on the website. And the campfire page, that's campfire.summercampfestival.com. And you'll see a podcast tab right at the top of the page there. You can also write me at podcast at summercampfestival.com if you have something to say. So at this point, there's exciting festival news coming out every day. Uh, Some announcements that have me excited about Summer Camp 2017. Uh, Well, first I want to say last year there was a set, a late night set in the Soulshine tent with Turbo Suit and Ryan Stasek of Umphreys McGee. Uh, performing Nirvana's Nevermind. And it wasn't just a let's stand up there and crank out some loud bar chords. It was a complete masterful reimagining of the album. And and they knew just when to sing and just when to let the crowd take over. It was a raucous and awesome late night show in the Soul Shine tent. This year, Stasek is teaming up with bandmate Chris Myers, and joining them will be Mike Ganser of Aqueous for a Friday night late show in the Soulshine tent, and this year they will be taking on Green Day's Dookie and other rock music, as it says. So uh, don't miss that. I'm really excited about that. Also, did you catch the lineup for the pre-party? Nako and uh, Medicine for the People... Uh, Two bands I've been seeing a lot pop up uh, in social media that I've actually never seen, both Twiddle and Spafford, will be playing the pre-party. Also, Manic Focus, Future Rock, Aqueous, Filibusta, Marcus King Band, uh, Veterans Family Groove Company uh, will be returning, and our guest today, another summer camp veteran who has played summer camp um, even, even more than Humphreys, Keller Williams is my guest today. And... I have to tell you, the interview does not go so well. Here's a clip. Shut the fuck up and listen. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but first, we're going to talk very briefly about volunteering. Now, there's uh, three ways that you can volunteer. And uh, what you get in return for volunteering is a general uh, three-day pass and a Thursday pre-party pass. Now, those three ways, there's general volunteers who work uh, three to five hour shifts throughout the weekend. 
There's the green team, which involves cleanup and a shift sorting the trash and recycling. And there are the Soul Shine Ambassadors. The Soul Shine Ambassadors participate in a total of 18 hours broken up into multiple shifts throughout the weekend. Uh, so there's the breakdown of volunteering. I believe the applications were due last week, but it's something to consider for next year. So, on to our interview. My guest has been in so many different bands in his 14 years at camp, uh, playing a, a variety of styles of music. And this year is no different, as Keller Williams will be returning as a part of Quattro. It's a four-piece band that is playing a set at the pre-party and as, as well during the main fest. We will talk about his camp history, his two new albums, uh, playing with Leo Kotke, and more. Here's the interview with Keller Williams. Stick around after the interview for the Jam of the Week. Hey everyone, I'm here with Keller Williams. How you doing today, Keller? I'm great. Fantastic, actually. All right. Um, so we'll jump right into it. I'm, I'm starting off by asking everyone, uh, what was your first concert? My first concert was at King's Dominion in, um, probably the early eighties. And that was, uh, Cameo and, uh, with the opening band was Zap featuring Roger uh, cameo, you might remember uh, the hit. Word up. Uh, word, word up. Yes, yeah. That was my. I think that was my first real, uh, real concert. I think word up is actually in my iTunes uh, rotation right now, just because I I bought just that song not too long ago. It's a good. It's a good. All right. <laughs> and uh is that that's the first concert that you went to is that the first one that really had an impact on you that uh kind of opened your eyes to that whole world of live music well you know watching roger enter in a horseless carriage uh wearing some kind of gold g-string playing a <laughs> uh wire, a wireless strap uh strat you know a uh, fender strat yeah um that that definitely uh opened my eyes to show business in general and and especially on how you can make an entrance um so so absolutely absolutely huge huge uh impact on me my life and my career was that that defining moment of uh Roger's entrance I could see how that would leave an impression yeah how how, how old were you I think I was about 12 or 13. Uh, I was uh, part of a, a group of kids that hung out at a pool. And I think one of the kids' fathers paid one of the lifeguards to take us to this uh, to this concert. I don't understand how I was really allowed to go, you know, thinking back on it now. Uh, but uh, I think one of the, the, the parents of, of my friends, you know, talked to all the other parents into it and uh and uh, it was pretty amazing it was a, a general admission we we're on the front row and um i think we uh there wasn't a whole lot of white people there so it was like it was really uh it was a, a, an amazing experience uh for 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 all of us and and of course we've been we've been listening to cameo um one of my friends the, the father that that paid for the uh the trip i think uh, you know, he was really uh, into stereos, and and my buddy had this amazing stereo with uh, with uh, you know a turntable and uh, and and receivers, and I think they even had an extra turntable that we could uh, cut and scratch on, you know. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and so you know, it was like a one of those learning experiences that the father was to instill on their onto on his son and to his son's friends. And I was just extremely grateful to be a part of it.
I wonder if that was uh, before or after Word Up was in commercials every five seconds. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't Probably remember before. <laughs> so uh, we'll swing it around to... Uh, a little bit of summer camp, and then I want to talk about uh, your your new albums too. Um, how many camps have you been to? I, I I think the answer's fourteen. Does that sound right? How many have there been? Sixteen. Yeah, I think I've missed one. Uh, as far as I remember, there was one that I missed. Uh, uh, I I remember the very first time at the Three Sisters Park was I think it was the summer sessions in 1999 and mm-hmm. then i want to say summer camp started up uh maybe a year or two after that 2001 uh, but, the next year uh, yeah. yeah so i, I want to say i i've missed one and according to your calculations that would have been two so that that's possibly right it's it's i'm in the i'm in the double digits i know that yeah well you're you're one of the the core uh, base of, of what I consider to be the festival, um, which is which is why I wanted to get you on this podcast. Uh, you know, you guys, you and and Mo and and Umphreys and um, I got uh, Family Groove too. They've been to uh, just about as many as you have, I believe. Uh, but beyond that, there's n- not many bands that have have been to that many summer camps. Uh, I I miss summer sessions, but I managed to hit all of the camps. Nice, nice. And um, you have had so many bands. I think you might be unique in, in that group that you have had so many different bands that you've played with uh, between Grateful Grass and uh, you've played with Victor Wooten there, with, with Al, uh, the infamous String Dusters. Uh, there was a year where you did uh, Keller and the WMDs. That's right. That was our first real gig, I think, was in 2007. I think that was our our, our very first uh, show together. Well, the first show that was, you know, first real show. I think we did like a practice show uh, in Fredericksburg, Virginia, on the on Wednesday night, and we were to leave, you know, for the festival on Thursday. I think play on Friday. So it was like our real gig, our, our first real gig. Yeah, Keith Mosley, Jeff Stipe, Gib Droll, and myself, uh, W M D S. The first letter of, of the last names, yeah. Gotcha. And not and not to be not to be confused with weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> yeah, it's it's unbelievable how many different people you've sat in with over the years. I got into a uh, a, a very deep rabbit hole of of uh, YouTube videos last night. Nice. Looking up all your past performances. Oh, that's cool. Um, and and another thing that uh, took me down a a, a pretty a pretty deep YouTube hole also was um, I started looking into your, your new albums. Well, of course you have what, like something like 23 albums. Does that sound right? That sounds close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a lot when, uh, when you can't keep track of your own albums. Well, there's, there's a bunch of, there's a couple of releases that I've done, did, uh, for, uh, uh, you know, download only like, uh, like for, for the Rex, the Rex foundation, you know, there's, there's three releases uh, for the Rex Foundation that are, that are uh, download only, and there's also a benefit record for Tim Bloom that's download only. So we're not really, I guess, we're not counting those, and we're just going with the the actual physical copies that you can hold in your hand. Some of which are out of print. Um, so I think you're, you're correct, and it's about 23. That was kind of an estimation, anyway. But two of those you just released in January, correct? Uh, Raw and Sync? That's right, yeah. And those are very different uh, styles. One one is just uh, you acoustic, and the other is with Quattro, who will be at summer camp, correct? That is absolutely correct, yep. The Quattro record uh, is very special to me because 
it, I, I feel like uh, out of all the records with with other musicians, this one comes the closest to me and 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 to my music and, and where I, I want to go with it. You know, uh, lots of other uh, projects that I'm also proud of. Um, all, a, lot, all, a lot of which have made it to summer camp. You know, are, are definitely um, ideas and and you know uh, just following my love for types of music like bluegrass and Grateful Dead songs and and uh, and and funk and soul music. You know, but the Quattro, the Sync record from Quattro is is definitely something I feel is very uh, closest to my own style of of, of music. You know. Uh, the, the the concept started with uh, acoustic dance music, you know, following the the formulas of electronic dance music and and putting it into an acoustic element. But what came out was, I think, a little more in the acoustic acid jazz world, you know. Following, I would definitely call um, it jazz. Yeah, kind of like an acid jazz in, in a sense of there's there's uh, there's jazz sensibilities and understandings, but yet a, a, a backbeat. That that kind of follows uh, through the record and and especially through our live shows. There's a whole a whole another element of of live improvisation uh, that's not on the record that you that you'll be able to see live hopefully at summer camp. And um, and summer camp's really special too because this uh, Quattro we got to play a whole bunch of shows last year and, and some in the beginning of of, uh, of this year. And uh, and we don't really get to play as much as I like, and uh, so summer camps a, a, a reunion of sort and and a way to celebrate what what we know together as a four piece. So I'm really looking forward to it. I definitely uh, know what you're talking about with the the album being a little different from the live stuff, just from what I investigated last night. And um, uh, speaking of getting lost on YouTube, I uh, I got into uh, finding out about Rodney Holmes, and uh, wow, what an what an amazing guy he is. Um, and 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 I'll play a little clip right here of of a song that everybody will know within one second of the song. Uh, drums on Santana Smooth. Nice. How did you How did you manage to hook up with him? Well, uh, like all the musicians in this group, I was a fan of of, of him first. Uh, I saw him first with uh, Steve Kimock in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. and, and was really blown away, you know, at his his technical abilities, his his pocket. And at the time, he was incorporating uh, drum samples from a laptop or, or a sequencer of some kind. And uh, in the early 2000s, you know, that was that was kind of groundbreaking. And uh, I really started to follow him and SKB. And uh, was was later after that that I realized that he, you know, came from the Santana world. And before that, it was heavily into the, the whole jazz scene, as he still is now. It's always it's always been. But um, originally, the uh, 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 Jeff Sipe was going to be part of this project, and um, he got picked up by Warren Haynes, and so 
I, I, I sent out all kinds of feelers to try to find Rodney's information, and that's kind of how he came to uh, to the band. And 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 what an amazing uh, turn of events, you know. I, I've worked with Jeff Sipe, and he's definitely uh, uh, one of my favorite drummers, an amazing spirit and soul brother, you know. Um, but Rodney has this whole different element of technique uh that's that's that that's different from 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 other drummers you know and and as your your youtube poll probably showed you uh he's been all over the world uh doing drum seminars and uh those are really really interesting things to watch and that's him on the on stage at this giant convention center with the drum set and a wireless mic describing his beats and 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 just you know describing his his rhythmic patterns and taking questions and whatnot it's really totally different from 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 my world of of, of music and to have that force in 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 the band it definitely kind of steps up the sound i think and uh we were real i'm real just proud to to be on stage with him whenever that that can happen yeah, well, I'm I'm definitely excited to see Quattro now uh, after after uh, you know cyber stalking you guys for for a couple nights. <laughs> nice. And uh, the uh, if the viewers didn't see it, they should go look up the confetti cannons video that you made with your kids for summer camp. Yeah, that was a that was a, a, a fun and interesting way to to pick a name out of a hat was to have that. The hat of name shoved into a confetti cannon and have that cannon shot in your face. I'm going to grab one name, and that name is going to be flown with a guest round trip to summer camp out in Chillicothe, uh, Peoria. <laughs> and you'll probably have to fly into uh, Chicago. Okay, here we go. We're going to count down from three. Two. One. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Thank you. Thank you very much, kids. Here in my hand are several names. This is the name right here. Were you a little nervous? Uh, I was very nervous. Yeah, I don't think, I don't, I don't think that there's any sign of me faking my nervousness uh, <laughs> in that video. Uh, as my my daughter got you know, within a few feet uh, of me before she pulled that cord. Luckily, I had nervously asked her to step back a little bit, yeah. but it, it turned out to it turned out to be the the, the perfect distance to uh, pull a couple names out of the air. Well, it was a fun way to do it. That was my that was my wife's idea. We had this those um confetti cannons from our, our uh kid show matinee days where we did the uh, we would move into a theater in the morning in, in with the intention of doing a show at night and we would do matinees during the day. And we went all out with video and 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 uh balloon drops and and confetti cannons, and those confetti cannons end up getting used at, you know, uh, New Year's Eve and for a little low-budget New Year's Eve celebration. So they were laying around, and it was a great way to brush the cobwebs off of them. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned the kids' stuff. Um, I actually had never heard your kids' album until I started, uh, you know, doing some some homework here, and I immediately and par partially because it was uh, one of the top downloads, it, it came up first. But I had to listen to uh, Mama Tooted uh, because that's one of the first things I taught my son. He's four now, but uh, when we first sent him to daycare, it was one of the first things I taught him to say was "Mommy toots a lot." Ah, <laughs> and. And so he was he was in bed when I when I found that song. But as soon as he gets home today, we are going to be listening to and dancing around to Mama Tooted. Nice, nice. We'll we'll, we'll make sure he knows that you know she may say that she did not. She's probably right, but we're just going to blame it on her all night. That's just that's the concept. <laughs> we'll cut a little bit of that into the uh, podcast here, so people can hear what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm sure my wife will appreciate that too. Good, I got her back. <laughs> it's perfectly natural It can happen to anyone If they say that they don't Then they lie It can sound like a duck It can sound like a frog It can sound like an elephant or a sigh It was not you And it was not me But for some reason up in here It's getting hard to breathe It was not me not you 
was mama Mama Tootie She may say that she did not And she is probably right But I am going to blame it on mama All night So you're you're a busy man right now. Are you are you actually on the road or are you about to leave for Florida? I will be leaving on Thursday. I'm a, a weekend a weekend warrior, you know, for the past I don't know how many years I've adopted that festival mentality of uh leaving on Thursday morning and returning on Sunday afternoon. And it really works especially with with two kids now 9 and 12. It's a a great time to be home for three and a half days. And sometimes it's a great time to be gone for three and a half days too. Uh that's and, what I was thinking. And yeah, yeah, and uh it creates a little jealousy from my wife, uh, but you know, she's she's kind of the boss and she's the one that's lining these these trips up for me, so there's no there's no remorse on my end, luckily, because she's the one that's sending me out. Um but you know, when I'm when I'm the rare weekend that I'm that I'm off, uh, my kids sometimes will look at me and they'll be like, you know, what are you doing here? Why are you here? You know, so it's 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 the three and a half days, you know, uh, a week is definitely a, a a beautiful thing that works for everybody involved. So uh, I will be leaving for Florida on Thursday, the day of the show. All right, and uh, you, you've, your tour includes all different bands coming up. Uh, you've got uh, you'll be with Leo Kotke, and uh, c- can you tell me what that project is called? Uh, this this project is called "Shut the Folk Up and Listen," and uh, we're just entering into our final weekend of I think about twenty seven shows this year, all uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. And uh, I, ha- I have to admit, I did know what the project was called. I just wanted an audio clip of you saying "shut the folk up and listen," so I so I can so I can bleep it. I, I, had, a, I, I had a feeling, I had a feeling you were you, you were savvy and you were using your journalistic integrity to pull it out of me. But uh, yeah, with all the with all the projects that I'm lucky enough to be involved with and and all the technology I can I can utilize as a solo act. You know, it's really great to step away from all the humans and all the signal paths and and go back to uh, where it started, uh, which was just a guitar and a microphone. And, um, you know, wanting to do that, you know, we're craving a a quiet audience. And and who has a quiet audience more than than Leo Kotke who's been, you know, playing live for, you know, 50 years. And and it's just... um, and there's no 12-string player like him. There is no 12-string player like him, that's for sure. And there's someone that I used to listen to as a, in my late teens, you know, kind of getting my bearings on on direction. And uh, so he's definitely an idol of mine. And to be able to hang out with him as much as we have this year, it's been a, just a real pleasure. And the idea is to bring in his crowd along with mine and, and the and the, the the idea behind the title is, is directed more at my crowd, obviously, is to, you know, this is this is not a, a seatless show. This is this is not a, a social event. This is not like a a place to come and and talk to your friends. And this is a night at the theater. And um, you know, Leo has a way of of telling stories that that drift off into different avenues and he goes down and ties it all back in and he plays a song and, and and a lot of them are just hilarious you know and uh and uh, on my set you know I'm I'm able to focus on material that really gets overlooked in in those those clubs without seats you know and I'm I'm playing stuff that's thought provoking story the storytelling within the song and and kind of focusing a little more on the funny uh so it's it's definitely not like a a, a real tight wound night at the theater it's, it's a relaxed fun funny night at the theater and unfortunately it's coming to an end this uh, this weekend
We're hoping to continue uh, the Shut the Folk Up and Listen series uh, with other uh, musicians, and uh, we're in the works right now and and looking at uh, different uh, times of the year and different uh, markets in the country to where we can give. We've got a really great idea of, of, of some some musicians that have agreed, and uh, I'm really excited about it. That um, musicians I'm super fans of that I've covered their music, and and uh, um, as soon as it gets uh, a little more firm, I'll be able to talk about it. But uh, the Leo Kaki um, co-bill uh, inspired the release of my second record that came out in January called Raw, and and out of the uh, uh, the list of material that I had, nothing really represented that solo acoustic only side that I love so much. So this the, the raw record started with a, a concept started in 2011 with uh, a concept of doing 12 songs on 12 different guitars. And I did it, and after it was over, it just, I didn't like it, and so I scrapped it and did a couple other projects. And uh, and then this co-bill came about, and um, I, uh, I I grabbed four of the songs off of those twelve that I did in 2011 and recorded, you know, six more. And uh, so it was kind of a an easy project to put together that was kind of happening all at the same time as as uh, the other musicians were were doing their parts on the sync record, and it just it just kind of came about to where. Well, we could release this now, or we can just wait and release them both together. So that's what we did. And uh, if anything, it, it created something to talk about with the press, uh, which is always positive. You know, releasing as many records as I do, it's it's you know, getting press is not that easy because there's so much stuff that it comes out. And but this kind of adds a little a little more of a talking point, which is. Uh, something I could use right now. <laughs> well, it seems like you have enough going on between your uh, various bands. I mean, just on your tour coming up, you, you've got Leo and then Grateful Grass and then Keller and the Keels again. And uh, I don't know how you keep it all straight. Well, um, again, you know, since I play on the weekends, I can kind of gear up for the, the coming weekend uh, in the beginning of the week and start playing on those instruments and, and playing that material. So it's uh it's a couple of days leading into it before it's not just jumping around. It's it is exciting when I when I get to jump around when there's three shows in a weekend with three different projects, you know, that's that's definitely exciting. And and I seem to be able to pull it off because I'm kind of the you know, kind of the mind behind the project. So it's it's my material and my ideas, so it's not that big of a stress for me to do different things. But usually it's uh I have a couple of days leading up to it to mentally gear up for it, and physically yeah. too. You know, if I if I'm playing with the keels, that's on a different instrument, so that sometimes it's always good to have that in hand for a few days before. But um, I'm just grateful to be allowed to to do that. You know, it doesn't seem legal. <laughs> well, and uh, and that's part of the beauty of of a festival like summer camp is having a hundred other bands around you. Is is there uh... Is there any particular collaboration that you've had in, in at summer camp over the years that sticks out in your mind? I'm kind of cutting in clips too, so uh, if there's any one thing that you that jumps out at you that we can play a little bit of for people. Well, definitely the the Victor Wooten uh, sit in with more than a little over on the Umphrey stage uh, was definitely a, a highlight for me. Uh, I've always been a huge a fan of Victor Wooten, and he had a, a large role in kind of showing me the ropes and the technologies of, of looping uh, in the, the late 90s. And so he's always been very um, dear to my heart. And knowing that he was he was going to be on summer, you know, he, he was going to be, I think the he was the, the floater. You know, he was the the, the hired sit-in artist and. Um, I got a hold of him, you know, months in advance, and I think it came down to a, 
a couple days before, but he changed his flight to come in early, <laughs> which was really amazing. And I'd send him a few clips, you know. And 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 my Victor's the type of guy, and my music is the type of music that he doesn't ever need to hear anything in advance. You know, my music is so basic and simple, and Victor is such a genius that I was like, he should come sit in. He's like, oh, what, what song? I was like, how about how about the whole set? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. singers come on a funk the funkin lakers a funk that gets you high a funk the funkin lakers a funk that gets you high a funk the funkin lakers a funk that gets you high a funk the funkin lakers it's like peanut butter on rock because that's funky And so, uh, you know, he's from Virginia. My the band, uh, uh, more than a little, those guys are like the R&B gospel uh, scene out of out of Richmond. And so they, you know, knew who Victor was, never met him, and they were just really excited and and blown away. And you can probably, if you pull up some kind of clip, that you can see the expressions on the band's face and how excited they are as well. Um, uh, other times, uh, other sit-ins will be like. Um, uh, uh, Danny Barnes, I remember uh, a couple really good collaborations with Danny at summer camp. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think I was there with my my keyboard trio, which I played bass on. We had a, I had a record called Bass, and uh, Jay Starling on keys, Mark D on drums. I played bass. I think we did a set at summer camp, and Al uh, played uh, Feel Like a Stranger, yep. and uh, and and Chuck came out and did um, Tell Me Something Good. trying to utilize Chuck's beauty uh, of the uh, the talk box, which I think he he uh, he does so well. Not the talk box is not really used as much as I'd like <laughs> in the world. And anytime I can get someone to play it uh, correctly, I'm I'm all over that. So uh, those, those are a couple standouts for me. <laughs> Anything be beyond? Uh, do you feel like we feel? Do you feel like we feel like uh, um, like the Peter Frampton? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, hmm. Do you feel like we do? 
So it's a possibility, you know. It makes a, it'd probably make a good bluegrass song too, you know. Woke up this morning with a wine glass in my hand. Whose wine? White wine. Where the hell did I die? That's has got bluegrass written all over it. I I noticed a couple uh, odd uh, covers that you did uh, up on YouTube. Um, one of them was a bluegrass. Was it? A, oh no, it was a reggae Johnny B. Good, I think. Yeah, that's just a rip off of. Uh, Peter Tosh uh, did an amazing version of that, and I uh, oh really? I haven't heard that. Bluegrass, yeah, you know, uh, uh, reggae is just bluegrass slowed down. It's a lot of weed. <laughs> well, I know you got to get going. Uh, we've already exceeded our time with you, and I want to thank you so much for taking the time to do this, and for being a part of camp, and for entertaining me so much over the years. You can find Keller and all about his various bands and many albums at kellerwilliams.net. Uh, I'm assuming you're also on, on the Facebook and, and uh, the Twitter and that kind of stuff. I'm all over all that stuff. And uh, come visit. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You uh, have, have fun in Florida. Enjoy that warm weather. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, Keller. We will see you at summer camp. Yes, you will, man. Thank you very much. Thanks again to Keller Williams for joining us. Uh, I've been listening to that the Sync album and the Quattro live stuff, and uh, I'm really digging that. Uh, looking forward to those sets. Uh, they're playing the Thursday pre-party. They're doing another set at some point during the weekend, and I believe Keller is playing solo in the VIP lounge. So look forward to all of those shows and uh, now we're going to go straight into the Jam of the Week. Now, the Jam of the Week won't always be the artist that I interview, but uh, this week we are going to do a song from Keller Williams from May 22nd of 2015. This is Keller with Grateful Grass performing Eyes of the World. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you at camp.